What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I have Devin Ramos on the show. He is a Army Green Beret, an amazing real estate investor, an incredible husband, father, just all around great guy. He's a laser coach for our runway program. One of the people who's going to be building out the simulator and scenario-based training with me inside of our uh, runway and altitude programs and everything that's we're, that we're doing. But today, we're talking about goal setting. We are talking about setting Great goals. We're about talking about how to accomplish those goals and how to break them down so that you can execute them at a uh, at, at a high level. And um, it's coming into 2024. It's really important that you set some great goals right now. And I know a lot of people are talking about goal setting and planning and all these things, but here's a tangible framework that you can use to set your goals for 2024 and beyond. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Well, it is almost 2024 and you guys are probably sitting there at your office or at your house um, thinking about your plans and your goals for 2024 and what you want to do. And I think so many entrepreneurs do this wrong. So many business owners do this wrong. Goal setting, goal planning, uh, structuring, I think uh, typically, and you're, you're probably looking back on 2023 and how it went and realize it's kind of a potentially a dumpster fire, like a lot of things that happened that that you didn't plan for or things like that. So today what we're going to talk about on the show is how do we set like good goals? How do we set proper goals and how do we actually execute them throughout the year? Um, and we, what I want to do is after you watch the show, you're set up for success in 2024 and a, a bunch of free resources for you guys from one of our members who um, has a framework around goal setting. And then I'm going to chime in obviously of my lessons learned over the past 10 years or so of running my own businesses of all the things that I did right, all the things that I did wrong, and maybe uh, a little bit about how how I did this year. I Every year I do a show looking back on my real estate business, my uh, coaching business, and seven-figure flipping, and tell you all the things that I planned for the previous year and what went right and what went wrong and how we did. And uh, honestly, this year is probably one of the years that I am most self-conscious about because I just feel like we we failed in a lot of areas that we planned for and a lot of things happened and came up and it's just, it's very interesting to look back at all, everything that we wanted to accomplish this year. And so I've been spending a lot of time reflecting on that over the past week as I've been on my Disney cruise, relaxing with my kids and being able to just kind of think and unplug about all the things that are going on. So all that's going to come out today on the show. I know it's going to be an awesome one. You guys are going to enjoy it, but I want to introduce my guest today. His name is Devin Ramos. He's an amazing member of our program. He's been in the group for a couple of years now. Uh, it's been awesome to get to know him. I remember him coming in, uh, I don't know, what, three three years ago, Devin? How long has it been? Yeah, 20, 2021, I think. So, so we're yeah. almost three years. And yep. uh, to see everything that's happened with him and his wife, Shelby, it's been really incredible to watch and, and be a part of it because they're in close proximity to me. They're not very far from me. They come down to the farmer's market from time to time and they're at the office when they have live events. It's just really, really cool. So uh, Devin, can you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about who you are, maybe some of the things that you've accomplished, and then we'll get into some of the goal setting stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, so I'm Devin Ramos. Um, I live here just north of you here in Clarksville. Um, I'm active duty military, actually in the process of getting out. And through the last, uh, I guess, three, four years post-COVID, my wife and I have started and built a uh, cleaning company. 
a, in a real estate company where we focus on flipping and wholesaling. Um, yeah, that's, that's okay. So you're Clarksville, Tennessee army. Um, yep. any kind of like army guy, just a regular average, like grunt <laughs> army guy, or maybe give yeah. a little bit of, give a little bit of, um, of credibility, like what you do and things like that in your background. Sure. Yeah. So I'm an active duty, uh, green beret, uh, on my way out. Um, is that a big deal? Yeah. Is it like a green yeah. beret, a big deal for those that don't know the military, uh, that, that much? Yeah. I mean, it, it can be. So, um, I am a member of the special forces community or special operations community. Um, we are, you know, we wear that label special forces. So within the special operations community, you got, uh, some Marines, uh, called MARSOC Marines. You got Navy SEALs, you got Green Berets, and then there are a few others. So, yeah. Okay, good. So I just want to get that out there and, and I'm, we're okay talking about that. Like you've talked about it before, so it's, it's not an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I usually do a fairly good job of filtering information and the more detached I get, probably the worse I do, but, uh, I usually take care of that. And why are you getting out of the military? Are you getting out of the military to, because of your entrepreneurial dreams and goals and things like that? Or what, what's that? I know that's been a challenge for you. I love it. Yeah. That's the short answer. Um, it, I, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I've fulfilled the, the purpose that I was called to fulfill within the military. And, um, now I'm being called to, to other different things. Uh, I consider them bigger and better. It just depends on how you look at it. And so that's why I just ultimately decided to make the transition. Okay. Um, all right. What about, let's talk about your real estate business. Uh, give me, give some context of what it was like maybe three or four years ago and what it's like now. So the folks that are listening understand kind of who is, who's on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I was actually de de deployed amidst COVID in 2020. And that's when I like first learned about real estate. I've always heard real estate, but I'll be honest, I didn't even actually really understand it as an, as an industry. Um, had a little bit of uh, business context, so I understood there's a way to make money on it, but that was really it. And so I spent part of that deployment, any free time I had, because I lived by myself. Um, and when we're on you know different time zones, you don't get a lot of time to talk to family, even though you got the technology. So spent a lot of time learning. I went basically from nothing to, okay, now I know what real estate is. And then when I came home, um, late 2020 into 2021, started uh, buying rental properties. And then for about a year, did that before joining this group. And then when I joined this group, I, I, I joined mostly with the intention of figuring out like, how do, how do I learn the skill that is uh, finding people who want to sell their houses and coming up with a, a really good solution for them, buying their houses directly from them and being able to monetize that. And what as what's the business look like now? Yeah. So right now um, we're, we, we did just under a million dollars in profit this year. Our goal for next year uh, tentatively right now um, in, in the way that we look at deals should amount to 1.2 uh, gross profit for next year. Um, and we do that through wholesaling, flipping, uh, we do innovations and we have kept a couple rentals that we've refied out of as well. Nice. Okay. So let's talk about goal setting. So, um, why are you the person who's talking about goal setting now? Like, why should yeah. we listen to you? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So I think one thing the military gives us um, that I've really enjoyed is the ability to um, understand how to learn things. And so th through that process, I've, I've understood like, hey, there's there's a difference between how you do something. There's a difference between planning to do something and there's a difference between strategizing to do something. And in various different ways, whether that's, um, you know, we get a, a mission and we got to uh, strategize, come up with a plan, run through that plan and execute to, um, you know, individual personal goals for uh, schooling and, and, and becoming educated and stuff like that. We just run this cycle constantly, like day in, day out. And it wasn't actually until I started embracing the entrepreneurial journey, I'd say a year and a half, two years ago, that I, I said like, hey, hey, how can I apply that to other parts of life and um, building businesses and, and things like that. And so um, just doing that over and over, I've actually taken a step back and said, okay, now what is it that I'm doing that I think is, is working and what isn't working and let's throw that away. And that's where I've sort of built this framework that we've, I've, I come to know right now. Okay. And have you been successful uh, planning and setting goals and actually executing them? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, to me, the definition of success is just setting out to do something, putting a plan in place and executing that plan to see that result. So in that sense, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've been studying success a lot lately. And when I look at it, th that word success is, is interesting. I, I pulled the definition I've given some present at flip Hacking live. I gave a presentation this year. It really, to me, it's like, um, when we go into something, we have some sort of desired outcome and yep. it's the achievement of that desired outcome. So um, if we achieve we that desired out outcome that we set out to, to do, then that should be success, right? And it's not, um, it's like nobody else's definition and label that they can put on us. It's like, hey, I set out to do this thing and did I do it or not? And a lot of times the problem that we have as entrepreneurs is we move the goalpost halfway into the game. And so we'll achieve the desired outcome that we set in the beginning. And then we'll just move the out, we'll move the goalpost. And I think a lot of you that are listening, some of the reasons why you don't think you're successful in the year, or you don't think that you hit the goals that you set out to achieve is you probably don't document them in the beginning of the year. And then you're not, you're not looking back to see how far you've come and you're moving, you're changing it in your head or actually on paper all the time. And so it's very important to put that like on paper in the beginning. We'll probably talk about that today. But yeah, sure. um, most of you are probably moving the goalpost and, and realizing that you're not scoring the touchdowns. But it's just it's an it's an infinite game that you're playing instead of a finite game where you're setting like those actual goals that are finite in the year. And then when you accomplish them, you don't get to change them again to feel like because you'll, you'll just never feel accomplished. You'll never feel like you you have reached any level of success because of that. And it's a it's a vicious cycle to go through. So. Um, okay. Well, Devin, teach, teach me. I'm a stu I'm the student. Everybody else is listening. I'm taking notes just like them. Um, tell me how to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the framework I've built out is, is really just a, a five-step framework. I'll give a, a kind of a, a quick overview of it, but it starts with identifying that goal. I know a lot of people are familiar with smart goals. So very similar to, um, what I follow and, and I'll define that as we get into it, but identifying the goal, and then backwards planning to, to break down how we're gonna achieve that goal and come up with, with a, a tangible plan. We're gonna use targets that we're gonna hit that are measurable to make sure that we're tracking around this plan. 
The third thing we're going to do is we're going to write that plan out. The fourth thing we're going to do is we're going to write those targets out. And then the fifth thing we're going to do is execute it with a, um, and we developed this in that fourth step, a um, way to measure it weekly, daily, monthly, et cetera. So that's the gist of it. But before starting with identifying the goal, because I, I think this is kind of a implied, right? Um, there's a little bit more that I like to look at. And Billy, you had brought up a, a good point about uh, doing like a year in review. So if you've never started with planning goals before, this is your first year, this is the time that you're going to do it. Uh, it's, it's the same process, but you just don't do the review up front. You'll do the, the review maybe, you know, next year or next, uh, next quarter, next month, however you look at it. Um, so what I like to start with is uh, coming up with a vision and, and you can go super deep with it, with casting your vision. You can go super superficial, but you have to have a vision because ultimately we're not just planning meaningless goals. Um, in my opinion, this is for me, I'm setting goals in order to fulfill the vision that I've, that I've cast. And so that has to be done first. And in order to do that, I kind of got to look inward. So where I start, the, the starting point, and this is for when we set our, our family's goals, when I set uh, the goals for the company, because our, our companies have different goals um, or goals for any team, um, even when I was on a team as a Green Beret. We're looking at um, our values. What is it we value? What are some of our beliefs? Uh, what are some of our attitudes? And trying to get an understanding of, of, of identity. Then we're taking that and we're using that to help create the vision. So sharing that with you in the most practical sense, because I know it might sound like a lot of buzzwords there. All we did for like our family, for instance, my wife, Shelby and I, is we sat and we talked about what some of our shared core values are, what some of our shared beliefs are, and gave some input to our individual identities. We sat and we talked about that. From there, we started to come up with um, these areas of our life that were like key, that were like foundational. And we were able to come up with, with 10 of them. So now we use those areas to help build out our vision. I'm going to stop there. Do you, do you have some examples of that? Yeah. Like, uh, of the 10? Absolutely. I'll give you the 10 right here. Okay. These are our 10. And um, they really haven't changed. It took us a lot of conversation because we were doing this for our family. So we wanted to be in agreement. It wasn't just about Devin, it wasn't just about Shelby, but it was about what we were creating uh, with our family. Um, but our 10 are faith, service, marriage, family, self, fun, community and relationships, fitness and health, finance, and uh, our career and business. Okay, so you do this not only for your company, but also for your family. Yeah, year. absolutely. Yep. So, so values, beliefs, attitudes, you use this to create your vision. You guys are building out. So this is, this is really like step zero. This yeah? is step zero. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then even, even going back further, what I wrote down as step zero is like a year in review. So this is like, this is like step zero. Then step 0.5 is like a year in review if you've done this before, right? Absolutely. If you haven't done this before, it, it starts here. If you have... Then let's say you have built out these 10 things. You, you've looked at values, beliefs, those kind of things. 
do you review that before you start doing your year in review? Like, have, has anything changed? Do we want to adjust these? Is this still important to us? Like, are, do we still want to have fun as a family? Or are we okay not having fun? Yes, 100%. And it gets, so I'll take just our family, for instance. Um, Shelby and I, when we meet and talk about these, um, it, it, it gets to the point now where it's like, it's not even a conversation of, do we still value this? Is this still us? Like, we know, we figured it out. But initially, like fun wasn't in there. And we decided to add fun because we were like, dude, that's like missing, you know? Um, or we could have labeled it adventure or, or whatever, but that's, that's this the fun is the word we, we chose to use. Um, so over time, after iterating, you know, this will be our third year doing this. We've, we've done this since, uh, or maybe fourth year, since 2020. So I don't know, I can't really math right now, but third or fourth time doing this. And um, it's it's gotten to the point of where it's at now. But we actually even review it uh, probably three to four times a year. We're, we don't have a sort of battle rhythm, but we'll sit down and we'll say like, hey, how are we doing in these areas? And um, we actually kind of grade ourselves and then we grade each other. Um, and so like if, if our marriage is really suffering, you know, there's no such thing as, as, as balance on in like equal parts. We have to cut something else to start prioritizing, you know, time, effort, so on and so forth to, to the marriage if that's, that's where the, the problem seems to be. And so, yeah. yeah. Hey, let me jump in real quick. If you're listening, what, what he's talking about here is you have a finite amount of space to hold for all of these things. So it's not like you can say, hey, my, our marriage is at a three our, and everything else is at a 10. Let's just bring our marriage to a 10. So a lot of times what happens is you have to bring something down to an eight or nine in order to bring the, that other thing that you're working on from a three to like a six or seven. And so, um, so you have to take from some areas to be able think of it like a tire. You have like a flat tire in one area, you know, you, you've got to, you got to figure out how to take some resources from the other areas. That's getting all the time and power and energy to put into that. And so you have to rob from some, and I, I saw this when I was getting started in my business career, my health and fitness just got way out of balance. Like, um, same with my fun, my friends, my family, that kind of stuff. I was just spending a lot of time on the business, getting it up and going. And that was one of the sacrifices that we were willing to make as a couple um, in order for me to do that. And so then I, I realized I'm out of breath going up the stairs. I got to get my fitness back in check. And um, so then I take a little bit of energy away from the business because I got it running like a flywheel. It didn't need as much of me to put into it all the time. So I took some of me out to take care of my, my health and wellness and fitness. So... Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so we've got uh, step zero. We've got these values, beliefs. Uh, same thing for the business. So uh, Devin's example was his family. So you got those 10. Same thing for the business. You got your core values. You got some of these beliefs. You got uh, the goals and, and purpose of what you're doing to build out the vision for the year. And then um, and then if you've, if you've done this before, a year in review, how did we do last year? Um, how important is that kind of year in review? Um, and then what do you learn from that? Extremely important, Bill, because, well, so, so two parts. First, to make sure, like, you know, in the military, we do navigation and we use a compass and we do this thing with the compass every so often called an azimuth check. So it's one, it's a sort of azimuth check, but it also serves a purpose to say, like, hey, is this even still, you know, after this year, all this growth where we're at now, still what we want? Do we even want to continue to go that direction? So that's part of it. And then the other part of it is making sure we haven't just um, kind of gotten so lost in what it is we're doing that we forget all the successes and 
and all the, you know, everything that we, all the good things we actually have done. And we're not just like you had said, Bill, moving that goal post and continuing to look down the road. Um, so that, yeah, that's the other reason that it's important. Yeah. A ton of lessons learned that come out of that. Some things that, you know, Hey, we, we need to, we didn't think about this when we set our goals last year. Let's make sure that we do that this year. Um, one, one, if you don't know, if you've never used the compass before and don't know what azimuth check is, it, it basically just saying, is the compass still pointing in the direction that it's supposed to, or is it off? Like, is it still working? <laughs> basically, you know, um, is this thing working or is it faulty or is there an error? And if there's an error, how big is it? And can we still use it? And hopefully that makes sense for those that are listening. So um, just like, I don't know, any other check that you would do on, on something, just calibrate it basically to say, yeah. Hey, uh, how's the calibration? Like how far, like your scale. If your scale is off by 10 pounds and is lying to you and saying you're 10 pounds lighter, um, that's probably not giving you the most truthful data and information. So same thing here is, is what uh, Devin's talking about. Um, okay, so let's go. So next we've got year in review. So say we've done that. So how do let's go to step one here. Identify the goal and SMART goals. Like, Can we dive deeper into that first step? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, for those that aren't familiar with SMART goals, uh, it, it, it's an acronym, right? So it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So running through that, um, you know, coming up with a goal. Since this is uh, real estate, a lot of time we have a lot of times we have like num these these uh, you know quantitative goals. So number of contracts, number of deals, number of revenue, things like that. Um, that's because they fit into this framework. Uh, pretty, pretty clean and pretty cut. Um, so, so walk, walking through that bill, um, being specific, not just, not just generalizing on what it is we want to accomplish. So for, uh, one of my goals, I'll, I'll just share one of, one of ours. Um, Shelby and I chose to, uh, focus on strengthening the communication in our marriage. And I know that that's probably something that a lot of people want, uh, you know, want to work on. Right. So just trying to figure out, not just saying, Hey, we want a stronger marriage or we want a better marriage, but like, what is it that we are trying to work on? And for us specifically, it's the, the way we communicate, um, making sure that it's measurable. So figuring out, Hey, um, when, when we're doing this in building out our targets, what, how is it we're going to figure out like if we are successful, if we're not successful, like what is the measure of, of being, you know, good, better at communication, um, making sure that it's achievable is just, you know, saying like on a numbers goal, Hey, I want to do, maybe I've never done one deal in my life. And all of a sudden I want to do 10 million this year. Like, is it, is it, is that achievable? I mean, I don't like saying things aren't achievable, but like realistically, there's just a huge gap. So there's so many wins along the way. So I like to think about it as like, why don't we just choose a, a closer win um, in terms of, of, you know, being achieve achievable or not. When we talk about relevancy. Um, this is why I think it's important that you start with the vision. because all these goals should be relevant to the vision. Otherwise, you know, wh why are you doing what you're doing um, from, from my perspective? So asking, asking ourselves like, is this goal relevant to the bigger vision or, or is it not? So um, I, I feel like that's what helps uh, keep us sort of um, on that path to accomplishing something greater. So like I came up with these 10 areas in my life 
the every any goal that I could come up with, I'm going to look at and say, hey, where does it fit in these areas, and how does it you know move us closer to fulfilling our greater vision? And if it doesn't, then to me, it's not it's not relevant. So um, I don't know. I can't even think of a of an example um, here. Uh, maybe let's say like I want to get a master's degree. That'd be a good one, right? Um, nowhere in here does getting a master's degree or like my education fit. So for me, that's just like maybe a, a really cool thing or something that would be great to be able to say that I did, but it doesn't really contribute to the overall vision. So to me, it's not relevant. And then time bound is just simply like a deadline. So that end state we want to get to that result, AKA that goal, what's the deadline for getting there? And, um, I know in seven figure flipping, we use the 12 week year, um, framework, which I love. So we think of things in terms of like quarters or, uh, excuse me, in, in sort of like 12 week, um, quarters. And so it's a week by week thing. And usually the goals are planned and renewed or, or looked at and reflected on every uh, 12 or 13 weeks or so. Yeah. Let me give one variation to the R and smart because a lot of people say uh, realistic. So um, so I like both of these. I actually like to use both relevant and realistic. So I love your version with relevant because I, I actually think that the original version is relevant, even though some, most people will say realistic when you ask them what smart stands for. Um, so relevant is, is exactly what you said. I love that. It's like, does this move the needle for the direction that we're going and what we're doing? Because that can filter a lot of things out. A lot of the good idea fairies that come just sprinkle some pixie dust on top and say, Hey, we should do this. We should do this. It's like, is that really the direction that we're going? There's a lot of things that can throw you off your path. And then is it realistic? So I also like that, that version because um, is it realistic that we can accomplish this in 12 weeks or a year or six months or whatever your time bound version is? It could be three weeks. Like, is it realistic? Are we setting these unrealistic, like big, hairy, audacious goals that are just uh, a pie in the sky type goals that you're never going to accomplish? And that's a huge problem for most entrepreneurs. So you're setting goals so big that there's no possible way that you can achieve them in the year, which is fine for like long-term planning or even like even more short-term, really critical thinking. Like we talked about at our last, uh, or at our Mexico mastermind last year, we talked about this 10X is easier than 2X concept. We talked about setting a goal so big that the, the everything that you're doing right now, like 80% of what you're doing right now is, is not moving the needle at all towards a goal like that. Like you have to find a whole nother path to get there. And that's great for big picture planning, like uh, maybe a shift or a total pivot of the company or pivot of your life but not when you get down to what we're talking about, which is brass tacks. Like, what do we do for this year? So, uh, so is it realistic? Is it realistic to uh, the time frame that you're putting on it? Is it realistic to your uh, skill set or your capacity or some of the things that you have access to and things like that? So there's another variation that you might've heard of the R in smart. So, but I would, re- I would recommend that you put both of them in there. Maybe your smart is spelled S M A R R T. So, um, okay. Yeah. So we got these identifying the goals. I should probably uh, trademark that and grab yeah, the website right now. You better redo it before I redo it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can have it. I don't have time for that. It's it's not it's not relevant to my mission. So you can have uh, it. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, next next step. So we have identified some goals. And yeah. would you recommend like a certain number of goals or something like that? Be like, what are some best practices? Because is it one in all ten of those areas that you have? Um, like, yeah. how do you do it? Yeah. So. It depends, but let me clarify. So it depends on how you're planning your goals. I do a, 
a ton of planning. When the quarter ends, it's like everything else gets put to the side for me or when we look to close out a quarter because I'm planning the real estate company's goals. I'm leading that with the team. I'm not doing it all by myself. Same with our cleaning company, same with our family. But then I also have like personal individual goals. So what I measure and track like on the daily is my personal stuff, but a lot of that's blended in with with our, our family stuff. Um, but that being said, so all in all, I think like when I'm doing it, I'm looking at like three, sometimes five, but usually five's like a lot. I'm usually like right at like three. Um, I don't know. I, I like triads. It's it's enough where I can focus. Um, and sometimes I'll uh, reach those goals sooner. And when I do like, cause I'm following the targets. So I'll start to exceed my targets. And instead of moving the goal, I just keep exceeding the targets and achieve the goal a little faster. Not all goals that can happen, but when I do that, I might drop one and then I might kind of queue up another one. Um, but so, so for the most part, we're looking at like three, even, even in uh, both the companies, it's like every quarter, no more than, than three goals, you know, operations will have goals, sales will have goals um, that nest in with the entire company's goals. But all in all, usually it's like three, 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 no more than five. Okay, nice. Um, okay, so we've identified the goals. We got the smart goals uh, set. Now step two is backwards planning. So, yep. and then the targets that we're going to hit. Yeah. So backwards planning, this is huge uh, for the way that we think in the military. And I don't, I don't really have any experience in the corporate world. So maybe in the corporate world, they do that as well. But super helpful in the military worlds where we're just thinking in the most basic sense, uh, keeping the end in mind. So, okay, here's the goal, which AKA is the result that we're going to accomplish. And then moving backwards from that. So we'll say week 13 is when this goal is accomplished, go back to week 12, go back to week 11, go to back to week 10, nine, eight, seven, six, all the way. And along the way, we're figuring out, okay, what are our targets we need to hit to be able to track and hit that goal? And what are like some of the, the major milestones? So I think a simple one that comes to mind, see if I can work through it on the fly, um, would be like getting your first deal, right? So there's a lot of different things that need to happen with getting your first deal. So being very specific, if we say like my, one of my first big goals was not just getting my first deal, but being super specific, getting my first deal through my own marketing that I'm sending out there into the world. So starting with the end in mind, let's say week 12, I have the deal completely done. And oh, by the way, when you're doing this, you're doing this with the limited amount of information you have um, and what you know from seeing other people, it gets more refined from time to time because you learn more and you understand like what more and more like what the, the key components are. So like for me, when I was starting, it was, hey, I want to get my first deal, go direct to seller. Well, what needs to happen for, the, for that? Well, the deal has to be closed at the title company and I need to have an exit strategy. Is it a flip? Is it a wholesale? Let's say it's a wholesale. Okay, it's a wholesale. So then I need to have buyers. Okay, well, I also need to have a contract. I need to have sellers. And you're just continuing to go backwards, you know, to I need to have appointments. Or I need to have uh, people that are engaged and, and I'm talking to. I need to have leads. I need to have marketing. And um, as you're doing that, you're kind of building that plan over that 12-week that period to figure out, like, what should the actions be? Where should your focus be? 
and how should it shift if it needs to shift and change along the way. Okay. So give me some examples of like lessons learned from this, like why you started doing this and why you think that the other way that most people plan goals don't work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, the hardest thing is uh, staying focused and, and understanding like, Hey, what, you know, from, from day to day, what should I be doing? And so if we can put this all out, like on a plat, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a big visual person. So we can throw this out like on a map and say, Hey, here's what getting a deal looks like. And here's what that process looks like. Here's where I start. We find that start point. We just start executing. And then if we can measure it, we can make sure we're either on track or we're not along the way. So, and I, I, I think if we say, Hey, we're going to get a deal. We have to say, okay, well, what does that look like? Like, what are the components? We lay it out. We kind of put them together on a map. That becomes the plan. We follow that plan versus just saying, Hey, go make a, go make a bunch of calls. Well, why am I going to go make a bunch of calls? Because I know that if I make a bunch of calls, I might find some, somebody that's going to lead to a conversation about, I can buy their house and then I'm going to buy their house. And then, um, you know, it's just, it's like, there's no organization there. There's no way, like, you're just kind of, I feel like grabbing and, and hoping to catch some low hanging fruit, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Can I so, answer that? Right. Yeah. The, well, the way I see this is it's just like micro targets along the way, right? Like, um, yeah. where, where should we be just, a uh, a, a check. So what I realized, so I, I was a pilot in the Navy. If you, if you don't know that and you're listening and still fly my airplane now. And as I'm flying, I'm constantly evaluating, like, how am I, like, where am I? How much fuel do I have? Yes. Um, you know, what's, what's changed uh, by this point, I should have, like, I, if I plan properly, I should have this much fuel. So I know when I like really push my fuel. So for me flying an airplane, it's like the, the bit worst thing is I'm going to run out of gas. Yes. Right. And not make it to my destination. And so I was recently flying this is a perfect example. It's flying from Las Vegas back to my air, my main base in Nashville. It was 1,550 miles. And the whole time I'm looking at like wind. And so do I have a headwind or a tailwind? How's my ground speed? How's my fuel flow? Is it what I planned? Is it not what I planned? And ahead of time I looked, I said, I think I can make it. But if I have less than 40 gallons of gas by this airport, that's like 50 miles short of my destination. If I have less than that, I have to land there and get gas. They have gas. They're open. I called them. So that's my go, no go scenario in, in that piece. And so the whole time as I was doing reels in the plane for Instagram and YouTube, while I was making a YouTube video, while I was do, like all talking to the controllers, uh, I, reading a book, like what, talking to the people in the aircraft, whatever I was doing, I'm constantly every like 10 or 15 minutes just checking to see where am I? What do I think is going to happen? And now like we have great computers. We have great, like I have a computer on board that can tell me, the GPS will tell me about what fuel they think it's going to um, hit at the destination, but that's constantly changing because of winds. So I'm just constantly just updating it along the way for that four and a half, five hour flight to say, are we going to make it or do I have to start coming up with a contingency plan? So along the way, I have other checkpoints to make sure that I get to my destination without running out of fuel. Same thing in business. So the biggest question that I have for you, Devin, next is what if I want to get my first deal, but I don't know what those components are? 
So I think that's the biggest problem that I see with early real estate investors or somebody who's trying to set a goal for something they've never accomplished before. They might not know what those steps are and what they need to do along the way. Yeah, I love that so much. So this is why we're doing the the backwards plan, right? So um, this is a little challenging for me to do at this point off of one deal because I've done it so many times. I can tell you like every little piece, I almost break it down too much, right? But when I hadn't done my first deal, I was like, well, I'm watching other people do deals. So I have that information. Um, I, I've built up my knowledge base. So I know what it is I need to do. The rest of it is just experience that comes through action. And that's what fills the gaps. So you're just doing the best, best you possibly can. So like from when I was doing it before, like the first time it was like, Hey, I know I need to um, have a buyer. I need to, I have to have a seller. I know I need to have a contract. I know I need to figure out a title company. I know I need to do some marketing. I have to have some conversations. Like I'm like picturing dumping out this bag of all these components and then trying to put them in place and figure out, okay, what needs to happen first? Where's that start point? And for me, because I wanted to find a, um, you know, go direct to seller. Um, it was like, like decide on a marketing strategy. So that was like the first thing I had to do. Then once I checked that box, it was like, okay, well now I can start to execute. And that was enough to get me started. And I'm like making these adjustments along the way, you know? Oh, I thought, cause you learn. Well, I thought that I was going to have enough calls this week. Nope. I didn't have enough calls this week cause I didn't drop enough mail. Well, I thought I dropped enough mail. So then, you know, you start to increase that or, 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 or uh, react from that, I should say. There's a couple of things that you said in there that I don't want to gloss over for the people that are listening. One is, um, I feel like you, you had, you watched what other people were doing, you said. So you've got to get in a circle to get that information. You've got to figure yep. out how to get that information and the knowledge base and all that stuff that you're talking about. That's like work under the surface before we can go do this. So, but a lot of you get stuck in that world of just like, I got to figure this out myself. Like that information is available. Number one, there's a bunch of free resources like this podcast and our free Facebook group. Go in there and ask, hey, I want to do my first deal. What are the, what are the steps? Plenty of people will just tell, say, this is all the different steps. Um, number two is if you want to go faster, then apply to join our runway program. You can go to sevenfigurerunway.com, uh, fill out an application, jump on the uh, call with my team. We'll tell you about what we're doing. And the people in there will help you go faster. Like those people will give you not only um, the steps, but they'll give you all the KPIs that they use. Like you just ask these questions. Hey, hey, Devin, what do your what do your steps look like? Like get on a coaching call with Devin or, or one of the team and they'll just walk you through goals. If you want to say, hey, I want to get on this call for an hour and I want to talk about goal setting and my plan right now, then do that. So um, that, that's what I would give you. There's free resources, but the problem is there's so much information out there that you guys are confused because you're following like five different podcasts and, and 10 different YouTube channels and reading 20 different books and everybody's saying different stuff. So find some place where exactly what Devin talked about, your values, your beliefs, and the attitudes, they all point in the same direction of the vision that you want to go to and you like that place, then just follow that, that group. Like the people in that group, just go there. And so there's too much noise out there. You're drowning in information, um, starving for like real wisdom. And I think that's the problem of what's going on today in the speed of information that gets pa passed around is you're just doing too much. Like turn off all the other podcasts, just listen to one. Hopefully that's mine, but it might not be. And that's okay with me. It's perfectly okay with me. I want you to succeed. Um, I, I don't necessarily like um, have to have all of your business, but the people that feel like my values and, and my beliefs and my attitudes and my culture and those kind of things align with yours, 
then go all in. Just turn off all the other noise and 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 come in and, and work with us, and we'll make you we'll help you go faster. So that's the biggest piece I have for you guys on on that. And, and if you want to really grow and scale, then maybe like altitude is better for you, or our Top Gun program, or some of those things. Just jump on a call with us, and we'll we'll put you in the right place. Not it's not who pays the most. It's it's where do you fit and where do you need to be. So, um, okay, we got the backwards planning. I really love that. We've built out targets we're going to hit. And so uh, we got to move a little bit faster. So the next step yeah. is we're going to write the plan out, step three. So yeah, so I'll kind of move through step three and step four uh, pretty quickly here. So uh, step three with write the plan, it was basically what I was talking about. You're dumping out all these components and you're putting it out on a, on a sheet of paper. So um, when, we're, when we're looking at step four to create a, a way to track and measure that, my favorite way is using a scorecard with targets. So targets are the actions, the measurable actions that we're going to take. They're going to move the needle and move us closer to that goal. So as we're developing out those targets, we're doing that from the plan that we've written. That's why I, I think it's important to write that plan out. Because if we take something like um, doing that first deal, right? Well, I'm going to have to ask you a bunch of questions first to figure out you know, some, some, some background, like, are you trying to do direct mail? Are you trying to do this? Are you trying to do that? But I'm asking that information so I can basically derive targets for you and I can make it as simple as possible and tell you, Hey, do this, do this every day. This is going to help form the skill that's going to lead you to your goal. And that's what those targets are that we're, that we're deriving. Um, so we got to look at all the key components to, um, you know, better, better help us derive targets if that makes sense. So like finding that first deal, there's a bunch of stuff that need to happen and, and it just continues to break down. Um, so going direct to seller, I got to have a marketing strategy. Okay. Well, there's a bunch of them. So I got to choose one. That's something I got to do. Well, then once I choose one, then I, I got to, you know, potentially, um, you know, buy materials or create materials and, and find somebody who's going to handle the marketing, like so on and so forth. You go, go all the way down the rabbit hole. That's not important. What's important is hitting those major milestones, checking those boxes and making sure that you're hitting those targets. Um, we do them you know, daily and then we do a check-in every week um, to make sure that we're on, on that path. So I kind of, you know, to, to go over it pretty quickly, um, sum up three and four together where you're looking at the plan and then four is like you're putting it into something that's trackable, um, which we use uh, a scorecard. It's just a simple spreadsheet that says like, hey, here's the goal. And the most, uh, uh, I guess, common sense way would be like, if, um, if our goal is to get a deal via cold calling, how many cold calls do we need to make to be able to get the exact number of um, people on the phone, to have the appointments we need, to have the conversations we need, to get the contracts we need, so on and so forth. And then that action is making calls. So let's say it's, you know, 350 calls a day. That's the thing that we're tracking every day. We're saying, did we make our 350 calls today? Then the next day, did we make our 350 calls today? And that target isn't the only thing that's going to lead you to getting that deal. It's just a piece of it. So we're going to always have, you know, three to four targets. If you don't make 350 calls the day before, let's say you make 300, do you have to make 400 the next day? Yeah. So the way I like to do it is um, I actually mine, mine tracks on progress, right? So I'm always trying to overshoot it. So the way I like to think about it is if 350 is the minimum or 350 is the goal, that's the minimum. So I need to hit 351. 
And so if I were to miss a day, absolutely. The next day I'm trying to make it up. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I agree with that. I really like that. The, so, um, Really, this is exactly like the structure and format that we use a lot for our accountability groups inside the yep. runway and altitude programs is you have this weekly scorecard that has the actions on it, right? So if you think about that, um, getting one deal is the goal, but you have to work it back. It's You make it a smart goal, right? Like we talked about. And then uh, maybe it needs to be like smart goal, like a pirate would say. It I don't does. Know. We're changing Smart. That. Smart. Yeah, two hours. And then, um, and then, so you, you did backwards planning, you kind of structured it and you saw what kind of actions it's the actions that dictate the outcome. Uh, like yes. Devin talked about, it's not the outcome. It's just saying, Oh, I got to get a deal. I got to get a deal. Next thing you know, you're going to be like a week before the end of the quarter, like scrambling, taking whatever you can get, but it's the actions. So the actions might be, I got to make a certain number of offers. I got to cold, make a certain number of cold calls. I got to go on a certain number of appointments. I got to get a certain number of contracts signed because they're not all going to go through. Like all these different things are the targets along the way that have to happen. It's a big funnel. And inside that funnel, we're determining if, if inside that funnel, an area is really tight, like the numbers are really small and we're not seeing big outcomes, there might be something there, a person or a process that is the problem. And so that, that, this structure, that backwards planning, allows you to problem solve inside of the whole process like Devin was talking about. So there's something there that might be off. It might be your sales skills. It might be uh, the, the marketing channel. It might be uh, the car. It might be the list. It could be a lot of different things. And then we have to start problem solving and saying, what's going on here? Why are these outcomes not as expected, right? So we have this hypothesis of what we think is going to happen. And then so you write out the plan, you write out the targets, and then step five is execute it. And it says with a way to measure daily, weekly, and monthly. So when you go into execution mode, I think you kind of hit that too. Is there anything else that you want to touch on in there in execution mode? Yeah, um, absolutely. I want to take just like a half a step back yeah. though, because you had said something that I want to, I want to glaze over. Um, so, so two things. I actually do this in our company. So we have at least one meeting uh, every week where we're going through the scorecard similar to like we do in the mastermind and the accountability group. And this is, um, this is the accountability portion to make sure every team member is hitting their targets that we all agreed on that we already have their buy-in because they helped with the planning and they're, they helped set their own goals. And it's just a way to see like, Hey, are we on track? Are we on progress? If we're not, it's not to beat anybody up, but it's to say, Hey, okay, what went wrong? What went right? What do we need to tweak? Where are we off? And then the other thing I wanted to say is the reason write plan is so important to me, meaning like W-R-I-T-E, write it out, is because it's going to help you realize some things. So for me, one thing I realized early on was um, the failed, the fallacy in the timeline that I thought um, I had for my goal. So what I didn't understand was, um, you know, it takes time when you're doing direct mail marketing, because that's what I chose, just to even start getting calls out. So um, when I started backwards planning and I wrote the goal out, I was like, okay, so if they're saying that I need to drop mail and it's gonna, there's going to be some latency and then I'm going to get some calls and then I got to get some calls and engage these people and then appointments are going to happen. And when I started doing the, the timeline on it, I was like, holy crap, I have to send out mail now. So it forced me to kind of adjust that plan and put high priority on like just getting mail out. Whereas if I wouldn't have wrote that plan out, I probably would have just kept like dwaddling and like figuring out why nothing's happening and not realizing like, 
well, I'm not getting opportunities to like talk on the phone because I haven't got the mail out yet. So now I'm even way more behind. And before you know it, it's the end of the 12 weeks. And my goal was to get a deal, but I've just barely started getting phone calls in and, and I'm just barely starting to um, talk to people. And when that should have been happening, you know, um, month two or, or whatever, uh, as a, for instance. So, yeah. I like that. It's really, the accountability piece is really important. Like you said, it's not about casting blame or anything like that either. Uh, pointing the finger. It's about just having healthy health, some healthy conflict inside the business and, and just challenging people to hit their numbers. Like, why didn't you, why, why are we low? And, um, and see, are they going to take ownership of that and responsibility? Or are they going to point the finger at somebody else? So, um, and if it's just you, if it's just you, inside your business, you absolutely 100% need somebody else to hold you accountable. You're not going to hold yourself accountable to the level that you need to. It's just not possible. This morning, I worked out with a personal trainer. I worked out harder than I would if I was in the gym by myself. Guaranteed. I guarantee it. I did not even want to show up at the gym today. I was on a Disney cruise for a week. I was lazy, feeling good, fat, dumb, and happy, and showed up. And sure enough, he kicked my butt for an hour. And it's what I needed. I left feeling better than I did when I got there. So you got to have some accountability. If you don't, our runway program, our altitude programs, they have all built-in quarterly accountability groups. I love this. This is one of our differentiators. One of the things that we stand out, we do better than anybody on the planet, period. I guarantee it. So, um, okay. We've got uh, the execution, way to measure it, the meetings, um, all of that stuff. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Like, uh, If somebody does this, like, the, like, like you have, I think, the, to me, what stands out the most is the backwards planning structure, step two. Um, I think that a lot of the stuff are things that we have talked about every year. It's you hear a lot of times you hear something the first time, the seventh time they say, so you need to hear this over and over and over again, but the backward planning structure, I really like, and it stands out to me as another military guy. Like we spend more time planning a mission than we do executing the mission. So planning the mission, briefing the mission and the debrief of the mission is like 10 times the actual mission that we go fly or for you guys go execute, whatever it is. Um, especially when we're doing these special operations type missions. Like yep. I, a lot of times I'd brief for three hours <laughs> to go out and fly a two hour mission. And then we yep. debrief for like another three hours and we plan for a week yep. leading up to that nonstop, like a week, pretty much three to five hours a day for a week. And so um, it's, it's incredible. And that's all because everything was never going to go right. So I'm going to talk about a lot of the lessons learned in my show that I do about my year. I'll talk about things that I've learned over the past uh, years of doing this. I love the fact that I get to do this podcast. I say it every time because I do a year in review. I'm able to look back and it really helps me structure the plan for the next year and all the lessons learned, all the things I messed up from the year before. And take some responsibility and ownership of that and hopefully make a change the next year so I don't fall in the same trap. So, um, Okay, Devin, uh, what, let's wrap it up. What are some things that you would like to say to the folks that maybe I didn't ask you, I missed, or anything like that? Yeah, so um, when, it, when we're talking about this and um, we're not actually like showing it as we're talking about it, we're just talking about how it, how it actually goes. I know it can sound really complex, so don't focus so much on that, but just the simplicity of it in the most basic sense, making sure that, um, you, you follow these steps. So figuring out, just asking yourself like, yeah, what are my core values? What are some of my beliefs? Right. And starting to take note, you're going to get so much just from doing that. If you've never done that before. And if you've done it before, just doing a, you know, bill, like you said, a calibration of where you're at, you're going to get so much out of that. The same goes with like looking at your vision and then just walking through and doing, uh, 
going through your plan and, and uh, putting it all out there. So um, I know it seems like a lot, but just following the steps and just doing them, I think is really the key here. And then something to keep in mind when you're executing and focusing on those targets is um, you know, whether you have accountability or not, because I completely agree with you, Bill, um, having the accountability of this group, just to share this, having the accountability of this group has done so much for me and allowing me to um, drop these habits that I've had for years just by simply saying, hey, here's my plan for this. I'm going to do this. Will you check in with me every Friday to make sure I do it? And I'll tell you yes or I'll tell you no, I failed and we'll talk about it. And it's just done wonders for me because when I think about goals and accomplishing my vision, ultimately, those targets that are leading there are those actions, as you said, Bill, those actions to lead us to that result. My hope is that, you know, I don't accomplish this goal or reach this goal and then just kind of shift focus and drop it and move on. It's that those actions over that period, I've done so much and I've gotten so used to, those are the new standard. So like I've now just created a standard. And so thinking about that, um, that is what's kind of pushed me to leverage accountability to like drop some of these habits and and it's been huge so thinking about through the execution part like every day are you doing it are you hitting your targets if you're not adjust what you need to do next tomorrow's a new day you know do i need to go above and beyond to make up for yesterday and then same thing rinse and repeat the next day same thing rinse and repeat the next day so on and so forth yep i love it if uh if you're out there the i I want to encourage you to fill out an application at sevenfigurerunway.com. Devin's one of the laser coaches. He does one-on-one coaching calls um, about goal setting, about planning, about marketing, anything, business operations, anything that you want to talk about to the coaches. Um, The other thing that we do is our quarterly accountability groups. They're massive. Um, If you're like, what does this sheet look like? Well, the first, one of the first thing we do is we get you set up on accountability group, give you our sheet, our process for setting goals, all of those things. And we work with you to set the best goals that you can and the actions on the front end of that. And then hold you accountable every single week in a group of your peers that are encouraging you and, and raising you up instead of tearing you down like most people in your life, probably. Um, so you can go to sevenfigurerunway.com. So it's a number sevenfigurerunway.com and fill out an application for that. We'll be talking about more of that coming up. And then Devin is also uh, working with me as one of the simulator and scenario-based training coaches. Um, it's our new thing that we're rolling out, which is absolutely incredible. Taking you through actual scenarios. Let's, let's say we could take you through a scenario of a goal that you planned that didn't work out and you have to pivot at the end. So um, really cool stuff that we're doing and I encourage you to check it out. Devin, thanks for being on the show and everybody, I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Oh, hey, before we go, Devin, how can they find out more about you or connect with you if they want to? Is there anything that you need that you can use a podcast to help you? Uh, yeah. Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram at Devin Ramos. Um, find me, you can find me on Twitter at Devin J. Ramos. Uh, same thing, just reach out. Would love to chat more. Uh, I love to share. I'm in a season where I love sharing with others and getting that feedback and learning um, how to communicate that to them in the most effective manner. Awesome. I always forget about that at the end, especially when I'm rushing. All right, go to sevenfigurerunway.com, fill out an application. You can hang out with Devin and me and the rest of the group all year long. So I'll see you on the next show. Bye.